0: This is episode 292 of Bella in Your Business. Do you wish running your pet care business was easier? Well, it can be. Made by pet lovers for pet lovers, Ginger is the top pet care software for dog grooming, boarding, and daycare businesses. Developed by a team of pet industry experts, Ginger is designed to meet all of your needs with online booking, facility calendars, integrated payments, and more. Get the best pet care business software that gets you. Get Ginger. Visit gingerapp.com forward slash Bella to claim your free one month subscription. That's G-I-N-G-R-A-P-P.com forward slash Bella to claim that one free month subscription. Hi there. I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. We are creeping closer and closer to the 300th episode. What should I do? What do you want to hear? Do you want me to go really personal like I did at 250 and 200? Do you want to hear a free training? (laughs) Do you want to come on and be interviewed for the podcast with me? What do you guys want to do? Please give me some ideas. This podcast is for you. So it only makes sense that you help me figure that out. You can email me at bella at jumpconsulting.net. Now this week's episode is gonna be really fun. I'm actually really excited about it. I had to stop writing notes because I was like, all right, it's enough notes. I already know what I'm gonna say about this, but I'm just so jazzed up. You know, I just finished this hiring pop-up group last week and it went really well. There was a lot of information. I it was like a fire hose, honestly. I was really teaching a lot about systems for interviewing, for onboarding, for training. And just how trying to draw aware to everybody how much you actually are stabbing yourself in your eyeballs by not having sexy, exciting, fast, smooth experiences when you're hiring people. And I'm going to kind of keep on that same thought process as I talk about why do people leave you? Because imagine, last podcast we talked about, would you hire everyone back, right? So let's just assume this is a perfect world and you are completely staffed and they're all the best staff ever. I know you do not like hiring. There's very many people that actually like it. But so imagine that let's say you had 10 staff and let's say that they all were perfect. You did not want to get rid of any of them. And let's also say that they never wanted to get rid of you. What would that be like? That essentially means that you would never have to hire again. That would mean that you have the dream team forever. It would mean that hiring, well, you'd only really have to hire because your business is growing. And if you really take a good hard look at yourself, I don't think all of you are only hiring because you're growing. I think you also might be hiring because people are quitting. Now, is it always your fault? No, of course not there's life circumstances that come around, right? Like maybe college or a new job where they need to make more money or your business just a stepping stone for them. But what about the people that leave you because they don't like you? Mmm, ouch. Yeah, not everyone's gonna like you. Take it from me. (laughs) People are not always going to like you. So what can we do as business owners or managers to make people like us and not want to leave. Now, I just want to set the stage for this throughout this podcast. I'm going to talk about a manager, but that manager could also be the business owner. So it really depends on your organizational development, but maybe you have a manager or supervisor or an employee supervisor or something, or maybe it just all falls on you. So we're going to use that interchangeably. I'm going to call it a manager just for the sake of it. But do you know that in October, 2021, Inc. had an article out. I'm going to read it to you. It said one recent study of 2,000 employees conducted by the Predictive Index found that nearly half of them have thought about changing careers in the past 12 months. And a staggering 63% of those employees with a bad manager are thinking of leaving in the next year. It's the manager. The reason why so many people are quitting has everything to do with their relationship with their bosses. A 2018 Udemy study found that nearly half of employees surveyed had quit because of a bad manager, and almost two-thirds believed their manager lacked proper managerial training. All right, maybe you have a manager, or maybe this is your own leadership training. In Gallup's ongoing State of the American Workplace study, Gallup CEO Jim Clifton summarized in a succinct sentence from the bottom line of why your company's employees' turnover may be high. Here's what he said. The single biggest decision you make in your job, bigger than all the rest, is who you name manager. When you name the wrong person manager, nothing fixes that bad decision. Not compensation, not benefits, nothing. All right. So I want you guys to really soak that in for a minute and just kind of think about it. Some of it you might feel like doesn't apply to you. I really think a lot of it applies to you. And here's why. Because you, as the business owner, need to either be empowering your manager or yourself constantly to be understanding how people work and how to motivate them and how to find out what motivates them and to motivate them. One of the funniest things to me is that when people say, and it happened in the pop-up group this week, when someone says, well, I tell my staff that if they find us, our next employee we will give them $50. How's that working for you? I'm going to make you a $100 bet that that does not work out hardly ever for you. And here's why. Because the people that you hired, they're not motivated by money. They're not. They're motivated by different things than money. So in order to motivate people, you need to understand what is their why. Why are they doing it? So here's a couple of things to think about when you're the manager or you have a manager. Okay. So we know it's really important to have somebody that everyone can go to. And if you're one of those managers right now, you're probably running around with a chicken with your head cut off. In that interview process I was telling you about, it's really your first opportunity to show them your leadership style. And if your leadership style is like running around with a chicken with your head cut off or your hair on fire, then they're going to see that. They're going to feel that. And that might not be something that they're attracted to. Maybe they're ghosting you because you're a hot mess ooh, sorry, not sorry. What kind of image are you portraying? Are you taking a long time to get back to these applicants? Are you coming in very casually? Do they not know what this next step is or how many steps there are in your interview process? Are you asking the right questions that feels like you're trying to really get to know them and not some generic random question where everyone knows what the expected answer is. That is your very first impression. My friends, if you are not killing it in that part, that is one of the biggest reasons why you can't hire. But once you hire, we got to keep them. So the manager is the one who sets the tone for the company or for the lack of a better word, office. We don't have offices. So whatever you would call them in like the pet industry here. So As the saying goes, the tone is set from the top and that's you. And that goes down to the manager or that goes to your employees. And nowhere is that more true than in pet businesses. As the owner of a pet sitting business, I've seen firsthand how the energy and the attitude of a company's leader can set the tone for the entire office. If the manager is stressed out, crabby, or just generally negative, it's gonna be harder for employees to stay positive. Let me tell you, if you're ruling and I say ruling your company from a place of fear, anxiety, uh, no one can do the best I can, being a helicopter CEO, your employees are feeling that 100%. On the other hand, if the manager is upbeat and supportive, that good attitude is going to rub off on the rest of the team. Another thing to think about is goes along with that is that the manager should be positive, upbeat, and always looking for solutions solution-oriented, always moving us forward. Okay, this is what we can learn from this, but in the future, not pounding out all the wrongdoings of the past. Think about a toxic relationship you've been in. That's pretty much the way it operates, talking about the past, right? Or bringing up negativities. But the way that you stay focused on the future and positive is by talking about solutions, One of my favorite phrases when an employee used to mess up is, okay, Amy, I understand now why you did it that way this time. But in the future, it's really important that we do X, Y, Z because of ABC. Can we agree on that? That is how you move it forward, okay? The manager should always also have very clear expectations for the employees. Nobody ever does not want to know what is expected of them. They're wondering, did I do a good job? Most of the time, you're going to be hiring people pleasers, nurturers, people that want to know that they're making a positive impact. So how often are you cheering on your team or your manager? Sometimes this just needs to be built into your culture. Employees need to know what's expected of them. If they don't, it can lead to confusion and frustration. And if they feel like they can never do anything good and they don't actually understand your heart and where it's coming from, or have you leveled with them and said, you know what? I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm not really sure. I feel like I'm failing. I'm trying my hardest and being transparent with them because of course you're not going to be perfect. But where is it coming from? A good manager will always take the time to sit down with each employee and go over expectations for their position. These come in really good like quarterly or semi-annual meetings, okay? Give them the five pillars of your company, the five values, the five things that you really strive to do all the time and rate them from a score of one to five. And they get to rate you too. This is always a two-way street. You make the decision, you cast the vision, you give them the job. You're constantly like the captain of the ship, but you need to make people feel like they are also, you know, an important part of everything. The other thing is that managers should lead by example. So if you're expecting your employees to go do a job, make sure it's a job you would do yourself. What I mean by that is I had this rule in my old company, Bella's House and Pet Sitting, that I would never ask an employee to do something that I would not do. And if I felt uncomfortable in a home, I also would not allow my employee to go into that home. If I had a client that wanted to nitpick my employee just because they didn't like them, I would always stand up for my employee and I would fire the client. I would lead by the example of, you're valuable to me. I chose you. I want you to work for me. And that is going to do everything to help instill their confidence in you. They need to know that your integrity and the way that you work is exactly what you're asking them for. You can't be not caring about them, negative and not communicative not answering them for a long time when you expect them to jump, when you say jump, like you have to lead by example. One really interesting thing that comes up of this is I actually was a part of, I won't name names, but you can probably figure it out, a national pet sitting association. And this was probably about 15 years ago. And they wanted me to form a committee and Back then, I mean, we have programs for this now, but back then they wanted me to go to the other national organization's website and they wanted me to grab everyone's name and addresses and phone numbers and emails because the one that I was working with at the time wanted to go after all of the other members and get them into their organization. I said, no, (laughs) I was like, no, I'm not doing that for multiple reasons. And their answer back, the president at the time said to me, well, just form a committee and have them do it. (laughs) No. And I left. Never to be seen or heard from again. That's a little bit outside of the regular pet sitting thing, but you know me, I'll spill the tea all day long. You have to lead by example. All right. I hope I do that for you on this podcast by saying the tough things by saying some things that are going to be unpopular, that might even lose me followers, but I'm going to stand up. You're going to know my yes is a yes and my no is a no. You're going to know exactly where you stand with me. And I want to encourage you to be that same type of leader. The best thing that others can know about you as a leader is that your yes means yes and your no means no. That was an extra side nugget. Totally not a part of my notes. I always go off script. I have two more for you. Managers should be fair. So nobody likes a boss who plays favorites. It creates an environment of insecurity and mistrust. Employees need to feel like they're being treated fairly, and that means giving everyone a fair chance to succeed and providing constructive feedback. In the pet sitting industry, this might look something like always giving jobs to one certain person and the scraps to someone else. That's one example that comes to mind but they need to know that you're fair and that you equally care about all of them. Kind of think about having kids, multiple kids (laughs) for any of you parents out there. I only have one. So I am even pulling on my own for this, but I imagine that you love all your kids equally. Some, you might like a little bit more than others, but you show them all equal respect, right? The last thing I want to talk to you guys about is that managers should also be consistent. Inconsistency breeds chaos. And if your company is chaotic and they'll ask you the same question four weeks later, and you give them a different answer, that's going to lead to like weird expectations. Remember I was talking about expectations a minute ago? If the rules are always changing, and you're sending mixed messages, it's going to be hard for employees to know what to do. Employees need to be able to rely on their manager for consistency in their expectations and actions. So guys, I just want you to really do some self-discovery. I want you to think about what kind of leader are you, because this definitely is about you. But if you have a manager or managers in your company, I want you to think about how you're building them up. What kind of self-development are you getting them? We have a lot of this going on in the mastermind. We have endless resources for this, but how are you supporting your leaders in your organization? How are you supporting your pet sitters and dog walkers in your organization? Do you think, I know there's some of you out there that say, you've had people with you for five or 10 years. It's freaking amazing. Absolutely amazing. That is the kind of leadership that I'm talking about. I want you to really think about how you can always be improving because all of us, myself included, are not perfect. We have our good days and our bad days. This also is not absolute. Like most things in business, this is fluid. Some days you're going to knock this out of the park and other days you're going to suck. But please ponder this while you're driving around, walking dogs, folding laundry, cooking dinner, sitting in the school pickup line. Think about how a good manager is essential for any pet business. Think about how it sets the tone and if it's positive and upbeat and having clear expectations and to lead by example. If you're struggling to retain staff, you might want to take a closer look at how you're managing the team. Poor management can lead to unhappy employees who they'll probably go try to find other jobs or, dare I say, go to your competition. So if you want to keep good people on board, make sure you're providing them with a positive work environment, clear expectations. Your quality of the staff is going to be important no matter what, and I want to give you all the tools to possibly knock it out of the park. I cannot wait to talk to you guys again. Our next episode, I'm actually going to talk to you about three mistakes business owners make when hiring an office manager. Because I know a lot of you are at this stage where you want to hire an office manager and it's such a popular question that I've been getting. But here's the thing, like a lot of people are making a lot of the same mistakes. And there's three major ones that I want to make sure you do not make. So please come back to me next week, same time, same place. And I'm going to give you some more food for thought and things to think about to grow your business and make it the best it can be. You guys, if you're looking for a community that's going to lift you up and inspire and motivate you and challenge you, got to check out the mastermind. It's jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind. And while you're working so hard on getting the right team and building up the employees, please don't take your mind off of the marketing. Marketing happens and it gets out there. And three months later, you start to see the repercussions of it. Marketing is not just for clients. It is also for staff. And I really, really hope that you don't lose sight of your marketing. I hope you're doing your stories and your reels and your blogs and you're emailing your people at least twice a month. And if you need help with that, you need to contact me and you need to jump into Better Marketing with Bella. We're starting our second semester for this year. I might be able to slide one or two of you in. Don't tell my team. They have no idea I'm saying this right now. But yeah, Better Marketing with Bella runs July to December. So if you really want to hunker down and get amazing by building your team and employees, Let us take care of the other half of your business, which is marketing, and make sure that does not fall apart. Because you need both of these things going in order to move your business forward. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping.